Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am, as always, Morten Ruvik. I haven't changed name and I'm still here with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Henriksen. Gen dobri, Lars. Hi, Morten. Glad to hear that this is still your name and great to be here. And as always, looking forward to recording another episode with you. If you have not listened to this podcast before we record them to support you in learning GCD or becoming even better GCD or so you can experience the benefits of GCD. And we, as always, hope that you find these episodes really valuable, regardless of how experienced you are with GCD. And if you'd like a refresher or learn more about the basics of GCD, we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, today's episode we've dubbed the Tools Check-In 2021, where we will be discussing if we change some tools we are using, maybe uh, you know, elaborate a little on how we use our tools. So for those of you who are curious about what Lars and I do, we will be in having some insights in that. But before we get there, we decided we will do a little insights in stats for the podcast, because when we started out little more than two years ago, isn't it? Um, we yes. uh, we decided we, we thought it would be this would be a Nordic podcast first and foremost, but uh, our stats shows us differently. Um, indeed, indeed. So um, in last episode, we we told you we passed one hundred and fifty thousand downloads on. Um, uh, SoundCloud alone, and we do not have any idea what what it is everywhere else because we don't think that's counted towards SoundCloud. Also, some of it comes from SoundCloud as well, so they pull from yeah. there as well. So there will be yeah. some combination of those numbers, but uh, yeah, it crossed one hundred fifty thousand. So yeah, really which cool. is woohoo! And uh, but, but Lars, can you take us through the the top ten countries that we are popular and give us an idea? Yeah, so we we just pulled from the from the last thirty days, and uh, and US is uh, the United States is certainly uh, on top of that list. Second is uh, Denmark. So yay, all the Danish uh, listeners uh, out there. And um, Norway, you need to get Norway. a grip. <laughs> <laughs> Norway came in uh, fourth in this uh, in these last uh, thirty days. I think Norway yeah. is uh, second or third when we go look at the all time stats. But uh, mm. for the last thirty days, uh, the UK actually came in third, then Norway fourth. Germany fifth, Canada six, Spain number seven, Australia number eight, Sweden number nine, and Isle of Man number ten. So yeah. <laughs> guessing, guessing that there might be some, some kind of ISP uh, location thing going on here with with oh, Isle of Man. Isle of Man, uh, go go go! <laughs> yeah, I just checked, and they have uh, the last uh, population count was at eighty three thousand people. So considering that number of people, I think that's a we have a lot of GTDers <laughs> yeah. in the Isle of Man. Yeah, or just a few very enthusiastic ones who are yes. downloading our backlog, which is, by the way, something you should consider if you're subscribing to this podcast and yeah. haven't heard through our backlog. Maybe you will go and cherry pick what you think is interesting there, because there is um. What we hear from people who are looking at, you know, listening to our podcast is that the backlog has a lot of valuable stuff in it. So, if you... and, and I do actually see that on the stats as well. So when we do check, uh, there is actually a, a significant number of different downloads going on at any given time. It's obviously mm. the new ones are more popular. Mm. Uh, and obviously the first ones, as we always recommend them to, to go yeah. back and listen 
them for people who want a refresher or an introduction. But mm. but we still do see that you know people download all different kinds of episodes uh, depending on the season. We have the half year we have uh, vacation related ones. Uh, we have you know different ones that will be probably helpful to go back and listen to at different points mm. in time. So yeah, for sure, if you haven't uh, listened since the beginning, then then go back and have a look and see what you might find of value in there. Indeed. And today's episode tools checking 2021. Um, I'm going to cover. I'm going to you know as it might be that we will diverge and I will tell something else as in addition to this. But I've been thinking I will talk about my journey from Evernote towards DevonThink, uh, from OmniFocus towards PipeDrive, from uh, BrainToss to Reminders. Uh, do you have any? Uh, what is your tools change that's happened? Well, my my highlights are really uh, more of sort of an overall. What do I actually use? So when I mm. when I drafted the, the notes for this, so you I, haven't changed your tools in. Um, when I look through the list, you know, very little has changed. Um, okay. I have changed my um, email client recently. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a case where I have started to use some tools more than I did previously. So ah. I think that that's that's more the change that has happened in the last year for me. So that's, okay. um, that's what you can expect from my end. Okay. So so if I said you will go first, what will you choose to well, talk about? Uh, and we can go every, uh, you know. Yeah. Sure. Um. Mm -hmm. No. So so where I would start is is uh, probably with capturing. So what mm -hmm. do I actually use for capturing? And I think this is um, you know really interesting when we when we look at this also in the level one seminars for those of you who have participated or were considering uh, doing this uh, in your country um, we walk through this uh, exercise just to run through so what tools exists in your life where stuff shows up that you might need to deal with and you we have a long list of things where you can check off so what what uh, where does things show up in your life um, and it's often a, a significant list as we've mentioned before on this on this episode I think the key tools for me right now is is, um, well, a good place to start would be the notepad on my table. <laughs> when I'm at the office, I, I really still do like writing things down when stuff shows up before we started here. Yep, <laughs> Martin just showed his. I will show the same one here as well, same mm -hmm. same one that, that I use uh, here in the uh, in uh, in Denmark with with my notes on here as well, mm. um, so so really still do like that. I have my inbox next to me, and obviously that's a key tool as well. I have my inbox at home. I have my red in folder, uh, which is just an inbox uh, on the go. Mm. Um, and I still use the capture wallet as well for stuff that shows up in a context where it makes sense for me to to use that. So quick plug capturewallet.com. Mm -hmm. um, go in there if you if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, that that's where you can can find and buy buy that. So I, I certainly still use that in the context where it makes sense. Where I don't want to bring out my phone. Let's say we are at a I have a, some business network meetings, for example, where stuff shows up. Uh, uh, it's um, frowned upon. Let's put it that way to <laughs> to bring out your phone in that kind of context it looks Indeed. like you're doing something completely different so mm. so to have the um, the ability to capture things there because cool stuff often shows up in that context so mm. i need to have a capture tool that is not invasive in any way to the context that i'm in and in in some cases the capture wallet is is the perfect tool for that mm. Um, so that's the physical version, mm. um, physical side of things um, if i should just quickly run through the the digital ones as well um, 
primarily uh, I use uh, Todoist as my list manager. So that means obviously my inbox in Todoist is, is a key one for me. Um, then I use uh, Memos a lot. So the Memos app on your phone, on your watch, on your uh, desktop, whatever it might be. Uh, just a standard one from, from Apple. Uh, what do Memos, uh, the Notes app? Uh, no, memos, so recording, voice recording. Uh-huh. So, oh. um, so actually just this morning before we were recording this, we are recording this at 9. Um, I, as part of my morning procedure, I will uh, open my, my different inboxes to, to just uh, clean them out if I, if I feel that's the right thing to do at that time. And hmm. there were eight, nine things, I think, that I had captured. So uh, these days I'm, I'm driving a lot and a lot of stuff shows up on the road. So I often use the, the memos app to, to record hmm. those kinds of things. Um, and really like that, actually. Um, I'm right now reading through as part of the preparation, the pre-work that we will we are both doing right now for the level three certification for mm-hmm. the level three seminars that we'll be delivering. Um, part of the activities there is to reread uh, Making It All Work. And uh, I was just listening this morning to David uh, where he mentioned, uh, so I'm listening to it as an audiobook, and, and he mentioned that if he is situated at any place for more than 15 minutes where there is a flat surface near by he will bring out pen and paper so he has that ready just you know that there's no friction and for me the memos app really demonstrate that it's it's not that i have to you know find some paper start to write in my ugly handwriting and it's more complex Mm. than i can really express in writing it's so nice that i can just you know speak my mind and capture it in that way so Mm. big fan of the the memos uh, memos app then i would like to to ask you because we have an alternative that i've been using um for a long time called brain toss i i think you've Mm. never got along to use that but why why would you use the the memos or you know the recording app (laughs) Um, versus, for me, I had. Yes, go ahead. No, I just uh, versus the, the the brain toss. What's, hmm, what's yeah. the pros? What's yeah. the cons? No, and 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 people would would uh, you know uh, GTDers that use brain toss would often ask that question. For me, I just had some uh, unlucky experiences with it where it did not capture it or it did not go through correctly. So I'm guessing hmm. it's probably something that happened at some point where there was a bug in there. But I just I cannot lose things because then if I lose things I lose you trust in this and then you don't trust your system. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So 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 that's where that happened. The other one was, and I don't know if that's changed since then, but there was a time limit on it. So we had this one, and you had there was one other one that you recommended back in the day. Uh, Say and go. Say and, and go. go. That's yeah. the one, uh, which also had this, I think, seven second limit or 15 second limit, something like mm-hmm. that. And sometimes I just have <laughs> more more on my mind. <laughs> so, so I'll have ones that are, you know, past the minute of, of uh, some kind of um, cool idea for a blog post or something mm-hmm. that we're working with the company on. So I want to be able to capture all of that. So I don't want to yeah. have the stress of that limitation. It's kind mm-hmm. of like if you only wrote on small post-its as opposed to this this larger pad that we have, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of the same thinking. So, mm. so that's why I, um, I, I like the, the memos app. And I try to stay also as, you know, uncomplicated as possible in the sense that I try to use the standard tools as mm. much as I can without the simplicity of the tools becoming mm. more complex in the end, actually. Mm. Um, so, so certainly the, the memos app as well. Hmm. Um, and then, um, yeah, we have, you know, different feeds. I think these are, these are, you know, shared for both of us with uh, different stuff on social media from the feeds, from the messages, from group activities. Uh, we use uh, Google Rooms as well. So stuff will show up there as well. Um, but the last one I want to mention for mind is, is, uh, is uh, the email side of things, because that is one place where I, I do play around a bit and see if I can find a, a better tool for me. 
Um, mm -hmm. So I was, uh, we, we use uh, the Google suite. So I've been using the web-based version for a long time. Uh, use it with Todoist, has a nice plugin <laughs> to get things from the inbox into Todoist. Um, then I started playing around with uh, Apple Mail again. And part of the reason why that came up is that I needed to buy a new laptop uh, about six months ago and um, was working, um, you know, working to figure out what would work best for me when it comes to email. Um, and I ended up buying the, the iPad Pro. And um, the integrations there were, you know, something changed on the Todoist. And I think there was some integration that didn't work really well. So, so right now I'm actually playing around with, uh, with Outlook as my mm -hmm. key email uh, manager. So if okay. I'm opening my emails right now, uh, Outlook is, is actually the standard, the, the default one on both my Mac and my iPad mm. and my iPhone right now. So I'm playing around with that also to, to really get a, you know, get a hang of it and understand it more. So when mm. clients come to us and ask for about, about our opinions on mm. it, um, I, I have firsthand knowledge of mm. how this works. Mm. So it's a bit, you know, I can see, especially on the Mac, it's a bit heavy. I think on, on, on iPad OS and iOS, it's, mm. it works well. But yeah. on the Mac side, it is, you can, it's, it's a bit heavy too. Yeah, but it is, it has this, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but Outlook has the same problem everywhere when it's a desktop, desktop application, whether it's on a, on a Mac or a, or a PC, is that it takes a long time to load uh, often. <laughs> and um, and I believe firmly that um, as for, you know, heavy applications, they run smoother in the cloud. So Outlook.com. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's a good alternative for those of you who are in the you know office 365 suite so if you find yeah. that you're you know but and and just want to throw in some i don't use outlook and uh, to do as my system but i know people who do and we teach people how to do this um, yes. and the integration of the the 365 web version of outlook and uh, to do is beautiful brilliant mm. i would say and that that if you use also the, if you take an email drag and drop it into you know the, the today view um you can then put it into your it's no it's called my day but then you can take it from my day into to to do and then you create an extraction of it very easily and and the integration between though the connection between the email and the to do is existing yeah. also and works also on your phone if you have outlook and to do installed or your tablet mm. uh, or your yeah any kind of phone you have that ha it will open both i tried it on my android phone as well as my iphone it works beautifully and that makes a big point. I'm I'm rooting for mm. Microsoft now. Do more of this, please. <laughs> so. And I really think they are. So yeah. right now, when I open Outlook, it opens in the new Outlook, mm. and then you can switch that off and go back to the old version. So they're clearly mm. working on simplifying and making things better. And yeah. I also know I can't speak about it, but I uh, I am I also know that Microsoft are, are working on on better integrations across everything. So it's yeah. uh, some cool stuff coming up, and that's also yeah. part of the reason why I want to play around with it and really get a feel for for yeah. what it's like to, to work with mm. no because the seamless integration is what we're looking for fast yeah. and easy get a thought out of your head get it in somewhere where it needs to be so you can find it and that's don't have to think where you put stuff yeah. mm. i'm sorry yeah, exactly. um, i interrupted you continue please. no that was actually it so that ah. was sort of the, the key tools at capture least for me. capture yeah 
mm-hmm. when it comes to capturing. So that mm-hmm. that that was really the the yeah the key ones for mm-hmm. me uh, that I yeah. use on a, a basically daily basis. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the you know the more or less the same like what you are doing. Um, I capture on paper when we are you know I'm I'm at my desk. Uh, and I have my physical inbox, and I have uh, also the Capture Wallet from CaptureWallet.com. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug there. And but uh, when I am in meeting with people, because it's it's it is as you said um, frowned upon in some circles that if you pull up your phone, you you know you're not there, or your computer yeah. or something. If you, um, I see more and more, by the way, that we have seen after Corona, when I meet people, there is no laptops, just notepads. Mm, I have not. I've not seen a laptop uh, opened since um, that happened, which hmm. is kind of hmm. Okay, something happened here, <laughs> which yeah, I like. Cool. <laughs> so um, when it comes to the digital part of capturing, I'm using. Um, um, I used to use BrainTOS a lot, um, but I'm, you know, slowly moving into changing that to Reminders, um, and I have the same. Um, what, you know, the same problem that you had. Sometimes it didn't work well. So when it failed me or it it forgot to... it BrainTOS promises you that when you do an audio recording, depending on, you know, not depending on the country you're in, but if it understands your language, it will convert your, your, um, your speech into text and put it in the header of the email. Which was, if you are brief and just want to give yourself a, you know, a don't forget message... That is, um, that is, uh, you know, uh, if it doesn't work, it's every, every time. If it fails one out of twenty times, it still fails. And um, yeah, so I've I've been using reminders, as asking Siri to remind me about things. So it will be, hey girl, uh, I don't want to trigger your your Siri here. So hey girl. Um, uh, remind me to call Lars when I come to the office and that will pop up on my phone and then I will then capture that maybe further or put it just in, you know, clarify and organize it in my system when I get back. But especially time-based, I've been using that. So that's my my capture and I will also capture into, when I'm at my computer, into OmniFocus and more and more into Pipedrive, but more on that later. So... um, that's my capture. Um, where we, would you like to go next? Well, um, I guess it would make sense to maybe start to dive into to the organizing step and looking into the, the tools there. And um, mm-hmm. maybe you want to kick us off uh, when it comes to organizing. Yeah. Um, I'm a long-time OmniFocus um, user uh, since before version 1. Uh, I was on the beta program uh, back in the day, and I was also been, by the way, interviewed by the Omni, uh, what's it called, Omni Show, uh, by Omni mm-hmm. Group. So if you're interested in um, hearing about how I use Omni Focus for for my, you know, GGD stuff, you can go and listen to that. Um, but lately, I've been uh, slowly um, using another system. And that has proven to be really good, especially when it comes to sales and you know customer client follow up. Uh, and uh, since we now are in the under the same umbrella, we are using the same system. So it's called Pipe Drive, PipeDrive.com. Uh, 
It's a CRM system for customer relationship management. I think the CRM is the short for. And and that is has proven with the calendar integration and the email integration that it has to you know email we um, are using the G Suite, it integrates with Gmail, and um, that has proven to be really um, you know a solid system. Um, it had a it's a, had a few bugs up through the time I've used it, but they've been very quick fixing them, and I'm pointing in them out to them. And they are very, you know, the Pipedrive support people are good. They are moving fast. So, but the the Pipedrive takes care of everything that has to do with customer, <clears throat> uh, potential customer clients and existing clients follow-up and emails and tasks related to that. So when I have something for for uh, my, um, you know, that has to, that's not customer related, for example, coaching clients, everything with my coaching clients is in my in the OmniFocus, and my project overview is in OmniFocus. Um, just everything that with clients are in are in in Pipedrive, and that mm. has proven to be especially the the calendar integration I like, um, where you when you you can when you you put a um, a client as a lead. Um, you can then convert it into a deal if you're thinking this might be a person or a company who want to buy from you or from us. And then the, and the calendar integration there is I can say, I, 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 you know, I have a waiting for a client X, did they come back to me? with my after my proposal mm. and uh, did i when i have a, had a meeting with a client is there a follow-up on this because you will tick them off as finished this is where it differs is that all your um, all your appointments uh, that you put on your calendar from Tri- pipe drive gets a you know tick box where you have to tick it off as finished and that little uh, tick box has saved me um i would see it on my weekly review but because then I, I walk through my calendar, mm-hmm. um, you know, one, two weeks back in time and two, three, four weeks into the future. But um, so, but it, it, it's helped me on a daily basis when I go through and then clean up. Did I, What did I do? Who did I contact? Who am I waiting for? And then suddenly I see a meeting. Well, ah, I forgot to send that PDF. Hey, more mm. get a grip. <laughs> but it is a, it is a, it is a, you know, um, a way to reflect extra on what you do calendar-wise, and the, it will also put you if you make it as a deadline, as a whole day, a waiting for. I have a lot of waiting fors for people. Just want to make sure I don't, you know, drop the ball and follow them up, so that we are, you know, following clients up. So I'm using yeah. that, uh, and I guess you are doing some of that too. I think we in yeah. the pre-show yeah, you no, mentioned. I've, uh... I, I really, I mean, especially the the, the email side. I, I'm still not, not fully uh, dived into that part yet, but um, the calendar integration is just, um, you know, so good. And it's just, you know, for me, basically just the idea of having the calendar, but with checkboxes. So mm. for all the appointments that you have on your calendar, that you could put a check mark next to mm. it. That, 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 that simple functionality is just so valuable mm. to, to, like you said, remind you of things, but also just the feeling of saying, yeah, that's done. Uh, yeah. I'm ready, ready for that. So later mm. today, I have a coaching client. Uh, I looked at the pipe drive. Uh, I, 
went through my notes and prepared for the meeting. I'm ready for that meeting. I can, mm. can, can you know, you know, trust that. And once we've had that meeting, I can check that off and capture any next actions associated with that. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just a very nice way to sort of an additional layer on top of your calendar just to, to check these things off. So mm. it might exist in other uh, tools as well. Mm. Uh, but it's just, you know, that type of integration is just really, really helpful. Yeah. And one more thing that I that occurred to me is that what I, I like about um, uh, Pipedrive is that when when I'm having, a, let's say I get an email from, you know, a response from a client, it's so easy from that email to jump into jump into that deal. So if we have a you know, potential client who want to buy from us, it's it's called a deal. Um, it's not a deal yet. Maybe it will be, uh, but uh, and I will record our my desired outcome, company name, um, um, buys seminar, something like this. I don't, I'm, mm. I'm a little more creative though, but um, just to give an idea. Uh, uh, but I can then jump back into that deal. And I can see the whole email thread of all the emails, all my notes in one place. So it also has, you know, project support material there for me. So if I put a, a note there, I have a note field, I can make a note about that client, what we talked about in that meeting, everything is in one place. And it's easy accessible, easily accessible from wherever you are in Pipedrive. I can just easily find which, which uh, um, clients are active now, who am I working with, and I can jump in and I can easily see where we are at. Hmm. So, yeah. because I, you know, when you do as we do, we we talk with clients. We are maybe have I don't know how many you have on on the same, but I'm maybe ten, fifteen at most the same time. You really hmm. have to to you know keep your you know your your head straight. You have to have your ducks <laughs> in a row so that you understand who's doing you're doing what with because yeah. it's a fast paced world. So hmm. yes, certainly agree. Yeah. But I still use, um, as I said, OmniFocus for my project overview, and it's crucial for my uh, my weekly review to you know maintain that overview of everything I'm committed to do something about. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, as I've been mentioning before, I'm using more and more my calendar for planning what I need to do because it's mm. um, to set aside. But I share my calendar in PipeDrive, so if you are going to. I have a, a, a link that I will send you if you want to book a meeting with me or I want a meeting with you where you can click and you will see my available time, which makes it so much more important for me to block out time so that you can't <laughs> steal my time when I need to do something that's important, you know, yeah, in the next I day or three. Yeah, so... And sometimes I make even just blank placeholder um, in my calendar just to, to, to for people don't steal that time. But the, the yeah. booking functionality in Pipedrive is also really good, and I like that. It's it's yeah. it's really beneficial. So that's that's um, list system in Organize. Um, where would do we go from here? Well, I could add, you know, yeah, so Pipedrive is, is certainly a key part of the way that we work and, and how that supports us and, and, you know, yeah, maintaining control and, and perspective. Um, you mentioned the Reminders app. I use that as well um, to some extent to, to, to not, not so much as a capture tool, but more of the location-based and stuff where I need to be reminded. So, so to clarify that a bit, um, I'm very strict on the notifications that I allow into my, uh, you know, phone. Me too. <laughs> and, um, and, and when it comes to, to reminders, this is sort of the way for me to um, 
set something up that I know I will get a, a reminder about and I will I have set it up in a way that it does not just capture them in that what the new thing they call plan summary in iOS so it'll just remind me at six o'clock in the evening no actually this 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 is allowed through so I know if it's something that I need to be reminded about then I will make sure that the, that, that I put it in there because then mm. that'll that'll come through uh, and especially the location based ones um, I, I could use uh, the ones in Todoist for example but um, I, I've just always used the reminders app and, and like I said earlier I try to stay as, as vanilla as possible to not necessarily add to tools to, to anyone uh, new to GCD who want to try some things mm. out. So I try to keep it as simple as possible. And mm. and the Reminders app does that that really mm. well. Um, mm. So I'm playing around with that more and more as part of uh, a key part of my my system as well. Mm. well one of, um, can I just inject something? Because OmniFocus mm. has a real cool thing that I'm using. Um, is that it has the possibility to make a search for context Hmm, how can I use this, you think? For instance, uh, we have a change of, um, um, what would I call it, like everything shops here, the Swedish chain Klaus Olsson. And uh, I made a, I made a, uh, you made me laughing. So, Martin, we, we have to, okay, so now we have two companies on the list that we need to make a deal with Pipedrive because yeah. we really highlight <laughs> them now. And Klaus also, and you have to talk to them now in Norway because yeah. I think it's every second or Just third sponsor them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but what I, what I like with the, with the, that, but it is OmniFocus functionality, but uh, just to give it, it could be anything, it could be, um, El Giganten in Sweden or El Chupa, I don't know what in it Denmark, is. In Denmark, yeah. Yeah. So, so any, um, but my my um, the reason I'm mentioning this is because you can make a search in OmniFocus for uh, that you call. For instance, I have an errands um, uh, list, and I have then one called Klaus Olsson, which means mm. that I can then open up my app when I am in Oslo, and I can look. Uh, what can I do close to me here? And it will show me, well, you have a class also on 200 meters from you. Maybe you want to buy that thing you decided to buy. Mm-hmm. Now, that is So useful. you associate a location with a context? In, in, no, in no. Omni- it's a search. It's search okay. for, 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 for the maps functionality. It finds the closest class also and tells you you are very close to it. What's nearby? Based on the name of the context list, just so I understand. I'm no, 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 you're making... Same context. Okay, okay. Context. Same, same question, I should say. Yeah, I'm going, <laughs> to, I'm going to open just to make sure I'm not... I just want to make sure I'm doing this correctly. I will show you exactly how it works. But it has a um, functionality in... Uh, where can I show this? It's called nearby. You see this? Mm. Nearby. So if I touch nearby, I will... For instance, I have... Um, I have a package I have to pick up at Yesheim. It knows where Yesheim is. It's our local area, so I've actually done that. And if I have a Klaus Olsson something, I can then put it close to Klaus Olsson. It will show me how far am I from. For instance, I have a an errand at the gas station. I want to wash my car and maybe uh, vacuum it. It's a repeating um, task oh, okay. I do every month for just to remind me, don't forget to wash the car. I don't know if you ever... I thought that a little too late. <laughs> I have, so bear with me. Maybe. But it says now it's an errand for for um, uh, one kilometer, less than one kilometer away from me, there's a gas station. I can do that. Hmm, okay. And but also, how does it yeah, know that there's a location associated with that task is what I was beca- Because it makes a search for gas stations. Okay, so it on knows the fly. that 
activities on, takes place at a gas station. Exactly. Okay. So, 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 um, and I, I like that, um, that thinking because it's, it is a, it does a Google search for, for, you know, if, um, you can do a, a generic Google search for, for the company type, like pizza restaurants. I don't know if you wanted to have that on your list by, you know, eat pizza, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what do I Please know? Please remind me to eat pizza. Yeah. Or sushi or whatever. But, but for, for company names that you are in a change that, that for instance, I have, you know, we live outside Oslo. When I'm in Oslo, I don't know where all shops are and they move and they mm. get new locations, but some shops are chains that I, I used to buy from. And then it is beneficial for me to know that there is a this this chain uh, outlet somewhere hmm. close to me and i've so many times i walk through oslo and and because i'm going to from one part of the oslo walking through the center center of oslo and trying to get to the train and i will look at what's nearby me that i can do now Hmm. on the route because I have you know 30 minutes lag before my train do I have some errands I can run that I can do here yeah, yeah. so is, you have yeah. the nearby functionality in the reminders app as well but it sounds like this is a step more advanced yeah, because then you have to decide which which because it hasn't search it's you have to decide yeah. where but in 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 the um, uh, in the um, uh, omnifocus you you will be uh, it will do a Google search for you and tell you what's close to you. It will take a little, a few seconds for it to to understand where you are. But as long as you give it, uh, you know, access to your location, it can fairly easily and fast get you to that place. So that was a a, a rat hole or what, what do you call it? A rabbit hole? No, that that's what we that's what we we, we mentioned. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned in the beginning this was going to happen. So you pred correctly predicted the the future. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you are correct. So, <laughs> so, um, um, yes. But where you, you, I was interrupting you. So let's continue. Well, I think when when I made my list of sort of key organizing tools, mm -hmm. um, obviously the <clears throat> there were sort of four key programs or apps that that that, that came to me. One being To Do is being my list manager. One being OneNote. And then pipe drive and reminders, which we've already spoken about. So mm -hmm. obviously, Todoist being a, a key part of my system, I have all my projects in there. I use the, as they also call projects. In my case, they're grouped by areas of, of focus. I'm playing around right now with some sub areas of focus uh, that I that I need to pay extra attention to. Um, so I actually have that in there as well, and uh, put in some emojis as well to sort of signal to myself that these are sort of different than the other ones, just so I don't mix them in with projects. But there are some, um, you know, aspects of the business that I want to pay extra attention to. So I want to have that in there. It's, and it also serves as a way to capture next actions associated to that specific area of focus. Hmm. Um, I have my next actions in there, labeled, placed in the project, someday maybes. They're in there as projects if i have been working on them i have a lot of material on them otherwise they are in there as unlabeled tasks under a someday maybe project mm. so i have all of that, that, that captured in there and also some checklists um some checklists in there and you have them as projects so previously you had to if you wanted to reuse something from todoist you were you had to export them as a csv file and you can upload them and then it would just populate whatever you had exported and, and now you can just go in there and hit the duplicate project 
Mm. So I have a checklist for some of the key things that we work on, um, which has a lot of dates associated with it. So I have seminar uh, seminar checklists, uh, speech checklists, coaching mm. checklists. Uh, we do an introductory webinar in Denmark for free. Um, that's also a checklist in there. So whenever one of these show up, uh, I can just go in there and duplicate this and, mm. um, and have all the checklists uh, set up. Uh, and um, uh, just uh, last week, I finalized the planning for next year. So, mm -hmm. so I have all the dates uh, confirmed with the locations and all the stuff that's going to happen. Um, so I put all that in there. And so I did a lot of duplication of, of projects and checklists. And, um, you know, in a similar way to all of the different deals going on, and you don't, mm -hmm. you know, remember where you're at in the, the different phases of a deal. Uh, the same is obviously the case for, for seminars, planning mm -hmm. seminars and delivering them. So many things need to be, you know, agreed upon, planned, checked off. I need to just mm. buy, you know, my packing list and do I have all the stuff that we need? Do we have all mm. the course materials? All that kind of stuff. So it's mm. it's a pretty solid checklist by now after working with this for so many years. So uh, having the ability to duplicate that and, and, and set that up in my system is just critical. And that's that's where the checklists come in in, in Todoist. Mm. Yeah, checklists are, are crucial also for me. I have a few of them in notes to my private, especially the, um, the, the packing list before we go somewhere. Mm. Um, but, and the, the check, uh, checklist for, you know, what, how do we uh, make the house ready for when we go somewhere? Close doors, check nothing is on, turn off, you know, turn down the heat a little. And um, you know, empty the fridge if that if that's necessary, um, etc. But my um, when I have recurring projects or projects that are similar to each other, I use my OmniFocus um, checklist as um, you would do in Todoist. The only mm -hmm. difference is that there is um, possible to automate um, this process. So that I have I create templates with uh, template placeholders for client name uh, is there so when I, I when i run the template it will ask me all the questions i need to ask and you know to to answer to for it to populate uh, automatically the dates and the names of the client yeah. the company name you know the the, the, the date for the seminar etc if that's ready or for coaching etc so it's that's the only difference between you and me there it's mm. um it automatically populates that with an apple script so should we move on to reference systems maybe as, sure go um, ahead uh, you mentioned that you've made a, a transition i i am i am i'm still transitioning <laughs> and i must admit that the, the jury is still out a little because mm -hmm. it's uh, two non-perfect systems i don't know if you ever <laughs> all my non systems are perfect <laughs> so i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> no but um, i've been using evernote since very early and um one thing that i really like um one of my epiphanies about this is that i've realized that everything sorry evernote is not an everything bucket if you use it as an mm. everything bucket, because uh, I, I remember the first years they were on, you know, they, they called themselves the ever, you know, everything bucket. But mm. that is like, you know, making a big mix of everything, you know, things I might want to read, things I'm going to read, something, a reference here and some ideas here. And, and uh, you know, that, that it becomes a, a cluttered 
cabinet where you mm. don't want to go inside. So um, when I realized that, I started cleaning up and I threw, threw a lot of stuff out. Um, and, you know, as, as you mature, mature as a GTDer, you are more and more aware of what has value for and what has not. And you are mm. activating what I called your bullshit filter or your seriously filter where you say, seriously, will I ever read this? Seriously, will I ever do something about this? And uh, the, um, and, that, and that is a, an important thing for, for making sure that your system is as clean as possible. <clears throat> but um, and but it needs to be functional. So it is. You need to be easily find them. You need to have an easily you know built structure. And um, and uh, and I'm I I built that in in um, in Evernote. But at some point I started thinking. Uh, this a long time ago. I started thinking. How is it for me if I decide not to use Evernote anymore to get stuff out of it? And it's not. It's very mm. difficult to get stuff out of it. Um, so I started looking at alternatives and a little inspired by our um, friends from Denmark uh, and Sweden, uh, Jens, Mikael and Martin, who has a you know a Swedish Danish podcast called Smartare. Uh, mm-hmm. This podcast they discussed them and think as a, you know as a, you know an Evernote replacement or for the same it's a database system and and for those of you who are listening to this ah Devin think I want to try that yes please do but no it's a little nerdy it's a lot of knobs and <laughs> just gonna say <laughs> it's a lot of knobs and and buttons and it's like they never cleaned up they never Steve jobbed it. And with that, I mean, you know, Steve Jobs says, what can we take away and make sure that it still stands, you know, to make it an easy tool. But they never did that. It's like the 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 Outlook, the old Outlook version for a reference system where you add stuff instead of, re, you know, remove stuff. And of course, because you, you've been on for a while, there's a lot of stuff there. So it, it's a learning curve. And, um, but I'm, I'm using it more and more and I moved some critical parts in there for my, you know, my coaching clients. It's very important for me not to lose track of. And I have a system for that. And I use my, I used my, before I used, um, you know, I, I'm using a Remarkable now. And when I finish a coaching, um, you know, a session or another session when a coaching client is finished with his uh, his or her coaching, I would then make export uh, to PDF so I can then pull that into Dev and Think and put it on the, the right f- database and then the right folder of that database. Mm. And and that works very good. Uh, it's a very good, easy, um, easy way of doing that. And, and it is easier to get things out of that database. It is still structured a little, uh, because I would love it just to be a... <laughs> plain file folder system and it will refer to that but it it's not but it syncs over dropbox at this point at some point in the future maybe i will use another system for that because i'm not super happy how it synchronizes and my Mm. other pet peeve about this is not pet peeve but my you know peeve uh, is the <laughs> because I don't pet that peeve, but it is a peeve. Uh, is uh, the fact that um, the, the 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 it's a little clunky to get the because it has um, clients client 
program on your phone and on your you know tablet so you can synchronize it so you can get access to it because I want to have it on my phone and that is a little clunky uh, just mm. set up I just changed my I got a new phone uh, and uh, that was uh, a little clunky to get it to work again I had to re download all the databases even though I it, it should be there because I just mm. cloned my old phone I get all the stuff back but not so. So it's uh, the jury is still out, but I am using Devon Think as my my main reference library at the moment, mm. and yeah. um, mainly for active things. But it is easy to you know create an archive, and, um, you know create things that you so you only have what's in your face, what needs to be in your face. So I like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So what are you doing for reference? What do you do well, for notes? For, um, How do you notes, do notes? Yeah, so, so for a long time back, uh, you know, before 2015, I used OneNote as my, my GTD system. And, um, and uh, when I did that, I, I liked it partly because I had everything in there, including my reference material as well. So when I transitioned away from OneNote, I did look into, so where did I want to keep uh, reference and notes and things like that? And it, it, it sort of stuck with me that, that OneNote was a nice place to have this uh, synchronized well across different platforms, um, uh, fine with the way I was able to organize these different kinds of things. So I still use that. I still have my uh, support material. The more complex support material is still in, uh, in, in OneNote. Um, when I take notes, I will typically still use Evernote. So I actually, uh, I use it for the, like the everything bucket, but only for that. So this is where I would take my notes. If I have a you know client meeting, I will take my notes. I will consider that to be you know in my inbox, and I will. Uh, but you mark take it, it digitally. A, you don't take it. Yeah, exactly. So if it was with digital notes, I would take them in 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 Evernote. So typically, mm -hmm. when it's more complex. Um, and then for OneNote, I still use it as, as reference. And of course, we have the other reference systems as well with uh, email archives, file systems, etc. Um, I actually also have some some checklists, just like you mentioned in, in OneNote, so for packing, for example. So mm. all of the time-sensitive ones uh, where I want to keep them in my system, that's in Todoist. But all the other ones uh, are, are in, um, in OneNote as well. But, but what, do you take handwritten notes ever? Um, very rarely. Okay. Very rarely, rarely, yeah. So, so it does mm. not. Uh, they're only on the few few notes I'm making on on paper here mm. uh, next to me. Mm. Nothing, nothing else other than that. Playing mm. around with the thought, uh, I, like I said, I have my iPad. I'm considering buying the the pen, um, but I I suspect I'm just uh, pretending <laughs> that I will actually <laughs> use that and just yeah. want to play around with it and not really would use it. So for now, it's uh, yeah. it's on a someday maybe, but but no, mm. um, I'm 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 typically okay with doing it. It mm. didn't. Yeah. Um, and, and lastly, also for the, um, the horizons, maybe we'd want to mention that as well. Um, mm. Because when I look through my system um, right now, it's uh, my, my horizons of focus are mainly, uh, at least horizons three and four were also in OneNote, but are working their way out of OneNote and will likely just be Google Docs for the most case, mm. uh, both for the, for the company and for myself. Um, mm. And in some cases for... Uh, areas of focus and purpose and principles. Mm. These are mind maps in my system. So for that, I use uh, MindNode to um, mm. to capture this. Mm. I don't know where do you keep. Uh, I know you have some in Google Docs as well, or just for the company. For the the horizons of focus are in Google Docs for the company because it should be easily shareable. But I have um, mm. a document on my iCloud Drive for 
for uh, my personal horizons of focus, and that is actually a markup hmm. <laughs> text file <laughs> mid markup. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so, but then and I I just played around with it at some point to markup. It's for those of you who don't know, this is a kind of like a fancy uh, text file where you can then interpret um, some codes you write, like in double. Double hash gives you um, 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 before double hash space, and then your headline will come, and you can do some some uh, some code coding very easily to make it look good after. So if you want to, hmm. so it's fast. But I I just keep it there, and and I don't use that anymore. In I used to have everything in my. Um, in my uh, in uh, OmniFocus, but it, the the complexity was just too big. I then it's just mm. like folders on folders on folders. Like oh, <laughs> kill me! <laughs> I want to find my next action here or my project. How? Why do I need to? How? Why did I create all this job just to find this project? So I just <laughs> removed it there. Yeah. And um, but it is my um, areas of responsibility is in OmniFocus, but everything from there and up is. Um, in my documents. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. Mm. So, and, and, um, I also, uh, not often, but, uh, I just want to mention, by the way, that before I go to a remarkable, I have a remarkable too. I'm very happy with mm. it. Um, I didn't buy with the, for those of you who are contemplating buying one, I didn't buy the black pen, which is, has a eraser automatically on the other side. Hmm. Um, I need to. I, I I think still it's faster just to tap the the eraser. For those of you who don't know what a remarkable it is, an <laughs> e e ink uh, tablet for writing, and it's really it has good. Um, uh, it feels like paper. It's and it's digital, so you, you don't have to digitize them later. It's all already digitized. Hmm. It synchronizes to your PC or Mac, and you can make export of a what we call a book to PDF, SVG, or PNG file format, and you can then put that in your reference system after. So what I did before is that I used to, um, I used to have used uh, Rocketbook. Rocketbook is a, um, a physical book where you have physical pages, but the pages are made of some sort of plastic. It feels like if you write with um, you know, a pen, it feels like more like pen on paper um, but it's you can use the Frexion pens and then you can let me see if I can show you that Frexion pens and then you can then erase your um, your writing after with a eraser and you will scan the pages with the Rocketbook app and then decide where it goes you can then mm. decide to go into Evernote to OneNote to DevonThink wherever you want uh, after the fact <clears throat> By the way, I don't know if Devon think that is possible. Hmm. I have to look into that. But at least uh, the the online uh, the, the usual suspects, Evernote, OneNote, and all the drives that you can put it on. But hmm. so it, it is it is an alternative for 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 those of you who want to take notes by hand and want to kind of automate the part after and. Um, what really made a difference for the remarkable is that the syncing was better. It's now better integration for reading and annotating PDFs. Um, highly improved for those of you who looked at number, you know, the remarkable one. So that's, and I think that will re, you know end our conversation about tools for this time. <laughs> this is tools checking twenty twenty one. 
Um, will you take us? Are we ready to take 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 us out? <laughs> we are ready. We are, okay. we are ready. No, I just want to. I uh, you know hope this was yeah. uh, hope this was helpful and um, mm -hmm. um, you know uh, inspiring you to to consider the tools that you're using. See if something could be mm -hmm. could be better. Um, and um, you know mm -hmm. we'd love to hear from you. What do you yeah. use? We're curious exactly. to hear what you actually use. And um, mm -hmm. and also if you have any questions, ideas for future episodes, but also you know mm -hmm. if there's something that we could pick up in a in a future episode about uh, about tools. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we'd love to to hear from you and mm. also understand what's what's popular with with our listeners yeah and and just one one little last word of um that i would uh, ask anyone that's you know serious about ggd is that when you get your you know ball rolling you are looking at your tools then look at your, look at your tools and ask yourself does it have any friction hmm. does this tool have friction points and if so what are they and can i remove them in mm. the tool by a better practice of using them yeah. or is there a better tool and this is important for you to both grow as a you know the as a gtdr but also improving your game you know the efficiency of getting things into your system easily fast finding them again easily fast is important you don't want mm. to spend your brain capacity on that your brain capacity should be at uh, deciding, clarifying, organizing, and then you know, reflecting, and then doing—not hmm. the system itself. It should be as frictionless as possible. I think. Exactly. Okay. And with those words, <laughs> we always wrap up the episodes with a quick reminder to head on over to gtdnordic.com, have a look around, because on that site you will find links to each of the country websites for each of the Nordic countries, and on each of those sites. You can find articles about GTD, links to the newsletters, um, groups on social media where natives from the different countries discuss GTD. And of course, you'll find all of our offerings regarding speeches, coaching, and seminars, both physical and virtual. If you're outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com is the place to go to find your local partners. And also, we want to remind you that if you're not watching us now, right now, you're just listening, um, it's possible to actually watch these episodes as well. You'll find each of them on our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch the next episode, head on over there and subscribe to either one of them. You'll find the links to this in the show notes, where you'll also find the links to the uh, email address. You'll find the email address where you can get in touch with us with any feedback you might have. Mm. And lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. And if you do, we always appreciate it when you share an episode with a colleague or if your podcast client allows it, then rate us in their um, good ratings really helps people discover the podcast and helps more people learn about GCD. Um, and that's really why we're here. So thank you to those of you who have already done so. Yes, indeed. And, <clears throat> and just a little uh, tidbit of information at the end that we are in this discussion, Lars and I, about we are doing something we called GTD Coaching Cafe, and we understand that that is probably uh, we are going to sunset that concept. <laughs> uh, but uh, and maybe we will move it to YouTube and do it as a live episode, listener questions episode, so that you can join us uh, live. And that would be about what was the times we've done that before in you know CET time? Is it eight? We used to do it at eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah, so mm. we'll we'll play around with it also figuring mm. out all the technical details how we'll do it. But mm. we're really cool to do a, a live listeners uh, Q and A episode. Yeah. So yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. 
and and uh, we will come back to you. So if you you think that is a good idea, would you like us to do a live episode where you can join us in the chat and and you know talk to us while we're live? Let us know. Yes. Podcast at gtdnordic.dk. We would love to hear That's from you. So until next time, people, stay safe and stay productive. Bye bye. Bye, everyone.